The Match Ball. Hello there, welcome to the match ball for the Villa game. Dan here with Michael and Rob as well. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. 10% discount on your legal fees, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. 15% on wills, conveyancing and probate till the end of January 2023. Have a look on the website for details. Strange game. Mm. Strange game. A game where we were much the better side. We've come out losing again um, and I don't know how to feel about it. No, nor do I. We actually played pretty well mm. for the most part. Just the defending bit again. Against the problem is we're finding ourselves two goals behind, aren't we? And then we're, it's all fine and well looking good. But if we keep conceding goals, it's going to be a problem. It did feel a bit like going back to the championship where kind of dominate a game or at least have much better chances, kind of forget to score and <laughs> give the opposition goals, which isn't a great combination. But yeah, there were, we were better. Mm. We had loads Definitely. of chances. We had loads of chances. But there was... I think we should have had at least one penalty, probably two. I, st- I can't understand why they're not given, truthfully. There'll be penalties given for less than that this week. I mean, there were a dozen free kicks given in the game for less for less physical contact than those. Well, we did cover one theory, didn't we, about um, VAR? Andy Madley, Huddersfield fan on VAR. Yeah. He yeah. is definitely a Huddersfield fan. Yeah. How I mean, do you know? Went sixth form with him. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was he studying? I don't remember, actually. He wasn't there long, I don't think. Veterinary studies? Hey, hey. Animal husbandry. <laughs> and all that no but um, there, there's a I got the text earlier on by the way from someone who, who said to me if you had um, Michael Oliver on VAR and Madley being refereeing we'd have got those at least one penalty there mm. and, I mean look we can't just concentrate on that we should say that up front but no, we, no, they need I to was, be discussed don't they no I was I was concentrating on it because I'm saying we should have had some goals because we should have had at least one penalty and then the Harrison chances like it's, it looks like a tap in doesn't it and it's a great save but mm. it's one of those if it hits it if he scuffs it it goes under him if he hits into the ground it bounces over him Like there's, there are many things that lead to a goal there and that, um, he was a bit unlucky that was a classic Jack Harrison miss I feel like he's done a few mm. of these across his years at Leeds there was definitely one in the, the championship where he had a similar chance to that and seemed to try and take a touch or do a back heel or something and similar last year against Leicester when he managed to knee the ball onto the bar from or over the bar from sort of underneath it but, <laughs> worst bit about doing video is I've just caught sight of my face I look like a whiskey face it's because I went swimming today and the chlorine's affected my skin. <laughs> yeah. I look like I've been on the... On yeah, the, yeah, yeah, it's that. On the spirits. <laughs> Sorry, Rob, <laughs> you were saying. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are live on YouTube for our TSB Plus members, by the way. And um, afterwards, podcast and video available for everybody else. Um, yeah, what a weird game. I mean, I'm not going to try and put, put on the pretend um, optimistic, happy um, front tonight because... I'm just confused by Leeds now. It's weird that I feel in some we keep, ways... We keep losing, but it was all right. I feel like often my happiest games this season have been when we've lost like we came in after Arsenal I thought well we've done well there and then today I think well actually we played pretty well like I think if we play that game again we probably win it mm. we probably don't play like that though if they play it again that's the problem isn't it mm. we'd, we'd come out and just give them four goals instead or something <laughs> but that, this is the this is the nature of the Premier League isn't it one of the things I think I've come to terms with over the last couple of years is that the difference between winning and losing with so many similar teams in the, in the division mm. is so tight the margins are so tight and giving up goals like we did means well it just goes back to the point doesn't it if you give up two goals every game you're going to lose quite a lot so you need to be defensively sound I mean they scored from our corner didn't they was the way yeah. the goal happened and I mean when he actually passed it to Bailey I thought he'd made the wrong pass because there's someone flying up on the left who looked to be in more space but I mean both goals actually they were kind of the same thing weren't they it was Pascal getting um, it, Bailey looked to go outside then cut back and he was too slow mm. it is um the finish for their first is excellent. Like it's their is. only shot of the half 
and their XG was like 0.12, mm. was it? Ours was above one. Um, but yeah, we used to score goals like that on the break from from corners mm. and now we just concede them all the time, it feels like. I mean, Rocker, just get the ball and put it in the net mm. from that, that cross. It was a, it was We actually took a few good set pieces tonight and um, yeah, that was a really good cross from Jackie, I think. And just, you thought, go on, knock that in. And yeah, it, I don't it, know if it, it was a bit, I think it might have been a bit close to him in an awkward mm. height. So he sort of, he more or less just left it or he like, he tried to sort of throw a thigh at it or something. It was a strange body shape he had during it. But yeah, I mean, when they break, I mean, this was a problem all game. We're just so horribly out of shape at the back. Like there's no semblance of a line there. So normally it means one person is way deeper than everyone else, which means that's the line that all the attack can move to. And it just completely knackers us time Gary, and time again. Gary Neville did some of the analysis on this um, at, um, at half time, didn't he? I think it was him or whoever it was, one of those chumps, about uh, it was... Cooper backing off when they were running through and there was a suggestion I think actually it might be on the uh, totally legal um, stream we had in the first half actually I, was, I wasn't watching that to be clear alright <laughs> it was totally legal anyway the Sky Sports one just had different voices on it from a, and different logos in the corner but anyway they were, I think they were saying at half time either way that um, the Cooper backing off then gave them loads of space to run into obviously it plays a lot of people on side and maybe Maybe you take the you just take the yellow further up the pitch or something like that, but it's easy to say that with hindsight, isn't it? You saw um, the opposite of that though at one point in the first half where Cooper sort of went running forward, and but then two of our defenders stayed back, and then it was just like a simple ball over the top, and mm. our defense just seems all over. It's a bit of a dog leg, and then likewise right at the end when Melier went a bit mad and got booked, that was just a long ball over the top, and we suddenly looked so panicked. Mm. It, it, that's just all it takes to really create danger against us we need to, it feels like we need like the old days of George Graham like tying his defenders together just to make them so that they actually stay in the line because it's where we seem to concede nearly all of our goals from at the moment is that there's a fullback is, is dropped further back so there's someone can just walk straight through the middle and receive a, a chip over the top or a centre-back's further back and then it means there's tons of space in the down the edges for people to get in it's, um, yeah, and, and it doesn't help having like Pascal God bless him he's not a left back as we keep pointing out no, I think, that, I think that'll probably be the last receiver at left back for a while. Got skinned by Bailey a couple of times, didn't they? It's, um, it's kind of by design though, some of that, that like we'll have one fullback higher up on the pitch mm. than the other fullback and then it, it we just keep getting caught. I mean, the higher up bit's fine, it's the one, it's the one it's, when someone's loads deeper that it's, yeah, it's a major problem. It's one of um, Jesse's favourite words, isn't it? Transition. And we're mm. really vulnerable at it because of that, I think. Can you excuse it? I mean, I, there, were, there were chance of, of Marsh out at times from the away end tonight which were uh, tweeted out by our journalists. And it feels like it is heading towards some sort of something. But it's weird, isn't it? Because you can't look at that game tonight and think, because we were the better side, you should sack him. But then we're so defensively porous, but nothing's changed. Is that down to the players? Is it the system? Is the management? I'm f- just finding the whole thing really hard to unpick. It feels almost Mainly like... because I'm not a football expert. If, I'm, just, I'm an idiot, <laughs> idiot with a podcast. It feels almost like the last days of Bielsa, but without any of the good bit that came before it. Because it's like, yeah. it's the same, as well as you can play sometimes... We just can't stop conceding goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is feeling like Groundhog Day, isn't it? Mm. They're just watching the same thing over and over again. There was um, Graham Smith tweeted at full time that Jesse braved the away end and the reception was the wrong side of mixed. But I, yeah, I know what you mean. I almost have a bit of sympathy for him tonight. We think, well, we should have won. For the performances, but, it, it's not the performance that probably he deserves to get sacked for, but there have been plenty mm. of those as well. <laughs> I suppose is what you would say. It's not, it's not, our, certainly not our worst performance under him. I think like, the Leicester game or the Fulham game or even the Cardiff yeah. game would have been more worthy 
more like sacking offences for me because we actually were terrible in those games for large parts. Yeah, I was going to say, as much as I feel sorry for him a bit tonight, I did want him sacked two months ago. I guess after Fulham. But. And there was, yeah, I mean, that, that goal, the opening goal tonight, with it happening so quickly, I just thought, well, that's not anything to do with bravery, is it? That they're not brave, they're scared, you know, mm. moments, blah, blah, blah. Just fucking defend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I, I don't, I don't see that he, he has the fix for it because he's been 10 months now in the job. And it's, it's arguably the defending's get, got worse. This in the more like the further this goes on, the more out of shape we appear to be. And maybe that's because we're being trying to be super aggressive and push forward more and stuff. Which I suppose you can see the benefits of it in the attacking play. But it's just we give such good chances to the opposition. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of of a mind just to think this ain't going to work. But I don't feel like I want to like call for his head. If you know what I mean? Because it, it, it's because it was it was a good performance tonight. But I just feel like. With a long, medium to long term view on it, this ain't going anywhere. Mm. That's what I feel like about it. I don't know if I'm being unfair or not. And that, that's genuinely where I stand. Um, yeah, I'm a bit not indifferent, but I just feel like it's not going to happen anytime soon, mm. basically. Because, you know, if, he, if they didn't sack him after Fulham and then he got those two wins and it just feels like, do you know how like we went to Villa last year and that was the game that Rad Razani said after we went 3 1 down or whatever it was that, um, he wanted to leave the stadium at half time and he was convinced that something was broken and you, you just think well how have you not got to that point with this yet mm. like you know when Cardiff went 2-0 up you just think what, when's that moment going to be with Rads and Marsh but I don't necessarily see it coming anytime soon no I'm, I'm the same I don't I suppose I don't know what the options are for the next manager they may be speaking to someone else because they were clearly speaking to someone else when Bielsa was in charge so it could be that you know we're on the phone to dare I say it, Deitch or someone you know it probably won't be but it'll be someone more exotic than that because it's horse's way generally speaking but if they were to say if you were to give me an option of Marsh and this person I'd feel more inclined to say potentially yes sack him but if the option at the moment is Marsh or we'll then we'll get rid of him but then we won't appoint anyone for three weeks and Marich might be in charge with Scoobs for a bit and we'll see how that we'll see how that goes that's what he calls him that's what Jesse calls him isn't it Old Scoobs. Uh, so yeah, if that was the option, then I guess stick with Jesse a bit, <laughs> a bit longer. But you'd you'd kind of hope that the club have got something up their sleeve. I mean, there are a couple of people in the comments on the YouTube um, feed saying that he's described it as our most complete performance yet as Marsh and, com- and something to build on. He he's not entirely wrong, is he? That's define complete. Well, that's well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> Defen- defending is a huge part of of the game and scoring is as well. Yeah, I, I've got sympathy with the scoring. Because we should have scored more. We were, I thought we were unlucky not to get more goals. I mean, we did get one in the net and it was fractionally offside, wasn't it, as well? There was that one which uh, was... Madly just sketching his lines with the, with the nearest crack. The line did look a bit dodgy, I'd say. The nearest cra- Right, then get that off screen. It was quick. drawn from the back foot rather than like the leaning shoulder, but it, it was probably marginally off. No, let's let's create a conspiracy theory. <laughs> okay, fine. Oh, God. Um, fine. But yeah, I don't know. It didn't look complete to me, did it? But it was... No. It was can't. good, but it wasn't... It, it's all fine and well being good if you don't get any results and we're not at the minute, are we? It's hard to know as well how much of, of our performances at the moment are just down to the fact that you just give the ball to Nonto and let him do some stuff. Well, let's talk about Nonto then. Let's, let's talk about does, him. Gary Neville, is, talk, Gary Neville talked about him enough on Sky um, wanting to uh, basically sell him on already, <laughs> describing him as a Man City-like winger. Twat. Um, stop selling our footballer. He's ours. He's only just signed. We're keeping him. He's brilliant though, isn't he? He's great. He's just so good. He's so good. I mean, he was up against someone who was old enough to be his dad tonight but um, yeah his his first did we find out that his first professional game 
Yeah, it was before Nonto was born. It was, it was before Nonto was born, actually, which is wild. Sick. Um, yeah, he was brilliant, wasn't he? And you know what? We've got loads of good attacking options. But that's almost what makes me wonder if you just need... It's, it is as simple as just get someone who can organise the defence and sort of let the attacking players do their thing and it'll probably be fine. Because I thought that last year when we got rid of Bills, I thought it probably doesn't take an awful lot to fix this because Rafinha was just... Just make it vaguely solid and give the ball to Rafinha and hope for the best. <laughs> was Would have been more or less my tactic last season. But we've got much better attacking players this year. So hey, And we've actually uh, replaced Rafinha. Max Verber. Long throws. Long throws. The, long throws. The, they're much better than Rafinha's, aren't they? Yeah, it looks... More comfortable, <laughs> which is maybe not surprising given he's a big, a big burly centre back rather than like a, a skittering winger. Marsh kind of um, was, was sold to us as someone who's a bit more pragmatic, but the football isn't really that much more pragmatic, is it? It's just as it's just, if not more, loose than the stuff we witnessed before. Um, in the sense that defence is completely shapeless. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think pragmatic is the word I would use to describe it. I have uh, to say, and, and I'm and I'm saying that because I want to contrast it with Unai Emery tonight who is more pragmatic and they got in front and basically sat back and let us have it and let us attack them mm. which you wouldn't want to watch would you you know you wouldn't enjoy watching it as much as seeing what you got out of us going forward tonight which is kind of the, the weird paradox that's built into into mm. this he got lucky tonight I think did Emery yeah I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's a particular feather in his cap that he's won that because you have to which I know sounds better but you know you've got, you've got <laughs> no credit for it but he, he didn't set up a team Particularly to win that game, in in a, his setup didn't win them that game. Our shit defending. Yeah, it's a bit like us trying to take positives out of that draw at Newcastle, isn't it? Where we got absolutely battered, yeah. but somehow got away with a point. Yeah, yeah like really I was, count. I was more, I, I was more dejected after that than I am this because I can see, po- I can see promise in this performance. <sighs> I just don't, I just don't think he can fix the defense. Well, there's a question here from Elliot. Um, says Dan, is it any better than this time last year? Five of his signings in for a hundred million and were worse. Yeah, you're right. That's why I said I don't think we've gone anywhere. I don't think we will get to where we need to get to with this setup. To me, it just doesn't work. I don't. I think you probably can't add players quick enough to this squad to get it capable of playing this Marsh style of football. Mm. I, pro- I think we probably can't. I mean, I'm, I'm asking, that's why I was asking about the pragmatism. Is like, would you accept us being uglier and solid? Because that feels to me like that's the the counterpoint to what we're seeing at the minute. Maybe. But you can still be, you can still organise defence properly and still have Nonto being exciting. Yeah, but one of the criticisms we've had in the last couple of games, I say we, you, um, has been um, that we look like... I've, not, I've, I've barely played a minute. Devoid, <laughs> devoid of ideas, but then give it to Nonto. But isn't that what all, all teams do? They give it to their talented players to make stuff happen. Yeah, maybe that's so. That's what Villa did. They basically just sat and waited the, for a couple of opportunities. Yeah, I think that's the, the difficult thing, though, is that I don't think we're defensively open and terrible because we're really attacking and we're trying to give it to you know we're working all this brilliant space for Nonto it, it sort of seems like you're just crap at defending like it's not as a well it is a con- as a consequence of the, the style of football isn't it but it's not because of, we're out there swashbuckling in attack mm. I don't think The quote from Marsh has been fleshed out somewhat by Phil on Twitter he's saying um, in our sport sometimes you can be on top of the match and lose this is for me our most complete performance since I've been here and the best example of the way the team can play, now we have something to attach ourselves to. This is our best away match. I'm in a positive place so, with our group. Don't me. And I'm pleased to see them do, commit to what we want to do. So what, what's your response to that? I think it's a bit desperate. You think so? After a defeat. And more shit defended, personally. Mm. And because Villa aren't a great side either. That A 2-1 defeat, having played that well against Arsenal, or 
is fine. Or Man City, if we'd have put in that performance and lost, I think you can maybe accept it a bit more. But like Villa aren't great. Yeah, one of the notes I've got is Mings and Conta are an absolute mess. Yeah. Like they were terrible. And we should have I don't know. It's a really weird game. Like we got a bit of a, a reverse Rodrigo tonight, whereas I thought like he worked really hard and he was full of energy and his pressing was good. And a lot of our pressing was good in fact. But then he wasn't clinical in front of goal, which is kind of the opposite of mm. how we've had him recently, where he's been I've been watching him thinking, are we better with you in the team or not? But then he's been scoring goals and you think, okay, fair enough. Um tell you what, clinical. Pat Bamford. He was. It was nice to see him back. I didn't expect him to kind of come back in and score like that. It just he's kind of reappeared from nowhere, hasn't he? Yeah, I must admit, when I saw him on the bench, I was thinking, oh, well, he'll be on the bench, but he won't actually be fit enough to come on. It'll be one of those uh, one of those reintroductions where you're sort of in the squad and getting a feel for it. But yeah, he came on. I don't remember a huge amount he did other than the goal. But... I, I have noted down it was that his first touch. But um, <laughs> it was really, it was such a shame when you saw him about to come on, you thought, and it was still 1-0 at that point. Thought, oh, come on, he's going to have his moment. And he did have his moment, but sadly, while he was still waiting on the sideline, Villa had scored their second. Mm. Um, further comments from Marsh on the reaction towards him from the Leeds fans. Of course, they're disappointed, uh, but anyone who watches that game knows that's a good performance and a good team. And the calls on him to go, I'm focused entirely on our team. I understand the pressures that come with a club like Leeds United. I accept it, but I'm more positive than I've ever been. <laughs> really? More than you've ever been. <laughs> more than he's ever been. More than when he was like winning the league with Salzburg. Mm, maybe think, so. think back to it. More uh, than his wedding day. <laughs> interesting uh, comment from Emma Hag on the comments on YouTube. Villa look like a club trying to get into European football. Radrazani should take some notes and start buying on shite players. Which, I, you know, they're trying to do, <laughs> to be fair. Mm. Villa probably have bought a lot of shite players, haven't mm. they? Like they've spent an absolute fortune. It's outrageous how much money they've spent and yeah. the churn of it. And they're not much further ahead than us, no. if, if it's noticeably like at you, all. Yeah. How much is Coutinho being paid? Yeah, like, is he on like two hundred grand a week, two hundred and fifty or something? He's on some stupid money, isn't he? Because he's on mm. a Barcelona contract. And I think they would probably like to get rid of him right now. <laughs> so they've kind of they've committed to it, yeah. And they'll be like, oh, shit, he's only actually good for twenty minutes, and we've, yeah. he's he's one of the highest paid players in the division, probably. Yeah, um, just looking back through the game, I mean, you've written down more of the chances that um, than I did. Uh, I mean, there was the Rodrigo one where he went around the keeper and then it was... That was 23 minutes. He scuffed right? a shot a bit. It was, oh, there was, that was the, oh, I'm looking at the, the Netherlands free kick VAR that wasn't given that mm, on 23 minutes. Mm. Which was a penalty. I can't say that was not a penalty. No. He has no interest in the ball whatsoever and he grabs hold of him. Clear and obvious and all that sort of shit, isn't it? It's all open to interpretation. But we're, we're back where we started, aren't we? Pull some positives out of tonight then. Come on. I know this is not necessarily the right people in the room, but... <laughs> I thought... Um... I much preferred Rocker than I had done recently. I thought him and Adams together in midfield gave us a bit of a platform. But Adams did some very good Tyler Adams in. There was um, mm. that great big double tackle. I think it was actually just before they ended up breaking for the second goal. Which... And his passing was a bit more progressive, I thought, as well. He was looking to go forward a bit more tonight. Yeah, and dribbling forward as well. I mean, it, it, I guess it was a shame. It was the actually young tackle on him, wasn't it, that then led to their second goal. And it was like, ah, oh, just... It was Adams that had won the ball and done the good work, but it's like, that's not the guy we want in the box actually mm. on the end of the chance. Yeah, he was, he was. I thought he was really good today, really tenacious. Looked like he was breakdancing mm. a lot of the time in midfield, <laughs> but it was kind of about five tackles in a row. He was kind of just rolling about on the floor, tackling person after person, but I, I thought he was excellent. He was probably the best midfielder on the pitch. Yeah. I'm trying, trying to think he was there for Villa. Let's no, say he it. was. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say he was. And I've been watching Rocker recently sort of tearing my hair out a little bit at him, but I thought he was mm. good tonight. There was that... 10 minute spell just before half time where we actually moved the ball really well and created some chances which isn't really what we've been seeing from Leeds recently mm. like just a bit of um, 
composure, really, I suppose, up until the finish. But yeah, we were moving the ball about nicely. I thought Aronson was a marginal improvement on his mm. recent performances. There were some good bits. There were still some moments of weakness. And I think, I'd have to watch it back. I'm not sure if he would maybe should have stopped that break for Villa's opening goal. I can't remember. I might be completely wrong in blaming him here. But, but he was, I thought I could see what he was trying to do today even if it didn't always come off. Whereas the last couple of games, he's just been a complete passenger. So maybe he's returning to form a bit. Yeah, I thought he was all right. Yeah, without being outstanding or being terrible, I thought he was, he was just fine. I thought, yeah. um, most of all. Um, Jesse Marsh is also saying, if we can play like this every week, we have a bright future. Well, he might be right. It, there's, there's nothing <laughs> you can really say to it, though. It's like, okay, play like that every week. Then. I think it, we, it know, keeps bringing it's... us back to the same point, isn't it? Everything is now being funneled. All, all comments you can't, like you can't look at it without looking through the prism of Marsh and whether mm. this is working and this is going to last, can you? Everything comes back to that mm. now because we need points on the board. Everything, every single angle we look at here for this for this game and the players, whatever you think, well, what's he doing? Mm. And, what's, and what's happening? Where's this going? I've said it before, but it's another game where I'm coming out of it and you think, okay, well, what are we going to do in the next game? Cause it's like if we do play that in the next game, cool, we might get something out of that. It, it's it might be fun to watch. That would be positive, but so often recently we'll have some form of promise and then the very mm. next game you watch him and just think what the fuck was that like yeah. It's, yeah, you know like West Ham I enjoyed the kind of comeback and the, the way we played getting back into that game and then you watch the first half against Cardiff and it's like oh, we're just doing the same thing again mm. aren't we yeah. I think I think maybe we were helped today because Mings and Contra I thought were both pretty terrible with the ball at their feet as well so the pressing we were doing had an, had an impact I thought and, and they did quite often lose it or just end up kicking it long as a result of, of the pressing whereas when we've done that against better teams they just pass around us and break and then they meet our shambolic defence and score a goal <laughs> uh, Rob's making a good point actually here in the comments about Marsh burn th- burning through games that's the problem and it's true is that isn't it it's all fine and well saying oh well we did alright in that one we'll, mm-hmm. we'll hopefully we'll get some out of the next one and the games are just ticking well, by and ticking yeah. off and ticking off and before you know it you've won two games in 17 and it's like oh shit yeah. okay, it's hard to actually stick up for that isn't isn't it even yeah. when there are signs of promise and we're at the bit of our season now where we need to win games it is, it is, this is the moment where we need to start picking up points in this little run if we if we get a month down the line and we're only a point or two better off we're in massive massive trouble yeah because there's some huge games coming up thereafter aren't there yeah so not, not as winnable on paper but you can't you know. I don't think you can just go oh well things are improving it's like yeah but they've got to improve pretty rapidly and by more <laughs> Because otherwise, it's uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna not get any wins, are we? So and that that will send you down. I think Elliot's trying to hoist me by my own petard here, asking about the points versus goals thing. Looking, <laughs> Jesse's absolutely fucked it for you, hasn't he? Yeah, with well, that, sure, with that sh- system. It, well, actually, do you know what? But, but, Thirty-three goals, we're almost safe. But when you look at us going forward, we look like a team that should be able to score our way Ooh. to safety. But the problem is, is at the back, isn't it? So we are scoring quite a few yeah I, I beg your pardon 33 is conceded we've scored yeah. 26 though but actually that's what Elliot says um, what's the points versus goal looking like surely we're, gonna, we're going against it with the amount we concede well that's it isn't it we, we keep conceding them yeah but yeah. I mean you do look at the teams below us you know eight Bournemouth have got 18 three of which are against us so don't count um, <laughs> but everyone else like 14 13 Wolves with 11 goals we should really be outscoring everyone and much higher up the table but we're not we've scored more goals than Chelsea for God's sake Oh, they're terrible though yeah I mean they are <laughs> terrible yeah but <laughs> but even so uh, I mean like you know scum up in fourth they've got 27 goals yeah it doesn't feel like we're in a relegation fight apparently said Jesse we're mm-hmm. only halfway through the, not even halfway through the season he said well 
I mean, league, he's, league he's, tables just otherwise. He's wrong, isn't he? Can't we be in the relegation zone by like the end of this game week? Yes. Something? Yeah, we're two points above it at the moment. Uh, yeah. We've made progress since Liverpool to be the team we want to be. I'd concentrate. I'd concentrate not so much on the negativity of the two wins in 17. He's going on about the performance again. So, I mean, he did reject the two wins in 16 before this game by saying, I'm going to just look at the last eight. And then, <laughs> I mean, even if you add tonight to that eight games, we've got two wins in nine. So it's still not... Mm. fantastic <laughs> uh, it's not much fun is it at the minute when, when are we back in we're playing again on Wednesday aren't we yeah we've got Cardiff at least um, that removes a bit of the pressure from the league but it's going to be all on again against Brentford isn't it and if that starts if that goes against us Ellen Road's going to be a horrible place against Brentford it, it mm. will turn it's on the verge of turning you can tell can't you yeah the away ends it's, it's a good barometer isn't it it, it really is that, that's yeah. where the discontent starts so I mean, it's, I guess it, it was Leicester, wasn't it? It really mm. it was kind of turned earlier in the season. That's the thing. It's like, how many times are we just going to come back to this point? You thought like after that run of games where that culminated in Fulham, was that the last one? You think we've just wasted this like brilliant run of fixtures again, of mm. winnable games. And then we got the two wins against Liverpool and Bournemouth. And now it feels like we're going, we're wasting a similar run of fixtures where you think oh they're, they're the winnable games and it will only get more desperate and the pressure grow greater I know people don't want to hear this but I do sometimes it does sometimes take time it's always about results but I know if we play, play like this we'll get results much more often than we have well he might be right mm. but it's a hell of a gamble to say that yeah and there's well, some and, point, and gam- some, gamble is the word because there's a lot at stake here exactly because at some point you go well 36 games played and we're we're kind of in the relegation zone like is the next, are the next two games going to be enough to pull, to pull this round you He's not. It's the sort of thing I expect the managers to be saying after they've been here a month, yeah. not ten months, with the pro, with a full preseason <laughs> and a load of players that they wanted and through the door. A month break after the Queen had passed away, and then another month, six weeks, six for weeks. the World Cup. It's like they're really good opportunities for mm-hmm. a new manager to get their ideas across, and he still talked about not getting his ideas across. We're getting more um, about clarity here as well in the post match. Um, why is it still a struggle to get? consistency and performances it's a question he's been asking himself um, some of it is about handling stress I'm trying to urge the players to play with more clarity into the tactical idea we want but they, they played for the, for the people um, just listening to this Rob's got his head in his hands I shut my eyes for a second <laughs> I can't hear him it's just the same the words, clarity and stress it's, again it's bullshit because they handled oh. the stress because we attacked quite well what the problem was was defensive organisation wasn't it tonight that meant we were two goals behind yeah I worry he if he thinks it's about Stress. I think he's wrong. Is what, is what it boils down to. Just are, you fe- are you feeling stress? I, I do. I get stressed with mm. these. I get stressed by his press conferences this week when he was just talking and talking about not knowing where he was going to bring Verbron. I was thinking, please, was oh, please, oh, please be quiet. Don't <laughs> was, do this. Don't do this. Like, to you. Don't do this to yourself. My watch measures a stress level, which I don't know how it does that, but I've never been more stressed than discovering that it just that knows measures whether the, it, it knows whether you're near the road or not. But it's like, I just always picture Marsh going up to the players like, are you stressed? You're not stressed, are you? Come on, don't be stressed. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fucking hell, Jesse, I wasn't until you started talking. <laughs> you're stressing me out now, stop it. But then, yeah, yeah it was the, the thing about Verber in the press conference was extraordinary how the previous answer he'd mentioned clarity and then he talked about, well, what did you tell Max Verber when he was coming on at Cardiff? And he's like, oh, I told him he was going to come on at left back and then centre back and then left back and then centre back and then, I, and then I changed my mind six times and then I brought him on in central midfield and he's thinking why, why don't tell us this Jesse just lie 
Just, just say, I always said I was going to bring on in central midfield. Lie like, to me, say I look nice in the dress. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually, I don't want to know the truth. It's too horrible. Of course I don't look fat. Uh, Speaking of clarity, actually, I, I did make a note about the, um, towards the end of the game when all the subs were on. I, I don't know how anyone was playing. I mean, he did that at Leicester, didn't he, actually? Where he just sort mm. of got the subs on. Go on, lads. I don't like, necessarily d- disagree with a bit of chaos in the last minutes, but it was like, is Joffy on the right? Is mm. he up front? Who's further forward between Bamford and Rodrigo? Is is Greenwood now like a holding midfielder? Yeah. It was all quite confusing. Well, that was the thing with Greenwood for Rocker. We just sort of stopped having the ball at that point. Mm. And I know Rocker always gets subbed off because he seems to get tired. But I thought he was playing well and then we just lost control of it again. I think, well, let's wrap it up because I think that is a good place to wrap it up because we're ending on questions and that's what it is about. It's like being a Leeds fan at the minute. It's what it's about. We're just left with, well, when is this either going to work or come to an end? Would you just put it out of its misery now? <sighs> Probably. <laughs> if, if that didn't make it through, I'll do through it. the audio, Rob just whispered, "Yeah." <laughs> I want it in a kind way. I don't feel. Yeah. I don't feel any. So I don't. I don't hate Jesse. Like I, there were managers in the past that I've been like furious with him, desperately hated them, wanted them to fuck off. I don't feel like that towards him. I just feel like he maybe is not ever going to get it. Mm. Yeah. I also just think, what the fuck were the board talking to him for about for two years? And this is what it's led to. It's like, Christ, he's really sort of pulled, sold you a dream there, hasn't he? Or yeah. something's gone wrong. Kept telling him there's going to be all this clarity. Then he's like, it's just not enough clarity. <laughs> Do you, you've told us for two years you were you were big on clarity. I am. And they're not doing it. What so. does it mean? It doesn't mean anything, does it? I don't think it does. I mean, th- I think here's a thing as well. It is, you know, that response is coloured tonight by being straight after full time. You know, we don't prepare anything when we come into this. It's just shooting from the hip, isn't it? how you feel in that particular moment. And if we fast forward to a week on Sunday and we beat Brentford and the table's looking all right, then you probably breathe a bit more of a sigh of relief and think, okay, fair enough. But I do I do have to say, like in the long term, I struggle to see where, where it's heading, but I, I'm ready to be proved wrong. You know, I'd quite like to be proved wrong. Yeah, and as I said, I would only get rid of him if there is a good alternative out there. Because I, I don't think it's a complete disaster at the moment. I can see good things, but I don't think he's got it in him to fix the defence. So you you pretty much rolling the dice on being able to outscore someone. Rob's suggesting this match ball needs more clarity in capital uh, <laughs> capital letters. In that case, Marsh out. <laughs> I think there is that thing as well when you get to the point where... Get Eddie we, Gray in where, and play the kids. Where, where a, ma- a manager um, he, he is having his mannerisms taking the piss out of, basically, that you, maybe you have to say, you have to call time on stuff like that. You know, it's because it's kind of gone beyond the sublime to the ridiculous, hasn't it? Oh, maybe, but people people have always taken the piss of managers' yeah. things. But if you're winning, it sort of doesn't matter. Mm. What's the alternative? Is being asked in the comments. Well, we don't know, do we? I mean, but that's not necessarily a reason to hang on to something that's failing. But it's that question: is there's never any definitive answer about whether it's the right or wrong time to, to sack a coach. Ultimately, what we think doesn't really make any difference anyway. No, and, and ultimately, it's not our job to find the next manager. No, no, or even to put names forward because it won't make any difference. Mm. Victor Alter is very much his own man with these things, isn't he? So we could shout and scream about a manager we think would be great but it won't make any fucking difference so, what's the point? so what would be the point let's finish on one positive Patrick Bamford's back and he got his 100th goal da, 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 da. that was good yeah Patrick Bamford right we'll wrap it up there then thank you for joining us um, hopefully we'll be able to do something lighter on like Wednesday and then Sunday Cardiff and, and Brentford two wins would put a different complexion on the week right yeah and Jorginho Rutter if he hasn't gotten the first plane back to Germany <laughs> We'll have something new and shiny to look at. And I do wonder what they've told him about Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll speak to you in a bit. 
The Matchball. 